Welcome to the show, episode zero. So we're going to tell you a little bit about why the three of us are sitting here together talking about venture investing. Jacob, why don't you kick us off? Who are you? What's your background? And why are you interested in being on the show? Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Jacob Spock. I'm with Elevate Ventures. I'm one of the partners. Elevate Ventures, we have a portfolio of over 500 companies, had over 130 exits. We've got over 200 million AUM. We're very active. We're the most active VC firm in the Great Lakes region, reigning champ since 2017. Those reports come out quarterly. So we're, we're, we're very active and we invest starting at pre-seed, then through seed and early stage. So A rounds, B rounds. The most we'll invest in a single company is $4 million. No one round will be more than $2 million from us. What makes us unique is that all of our investment capital will go towards companies that have a strategic connection to the state of Indiana. So we um, look for purely venture-backable business models, half a billion dollar total addressable market or more, but with that focus on, on making sure that this is a company that's going to help grow Indiana to become the innovation capital of the world. Uh, so I've been at Elevate for a little over six years. Before that, I was with a tech startup and we raised from Elevate. So I sat on the other side of the table and then spent some time in state government. I oversaw Indiana's Office of Small Business and Entrepreneurship and had a couple of my own startups before that. Nothing that was, was all that exciting, but they, they, they were for me, but not for uh, the general market. Yeah, and then an um, entrepreneurship undergrad the reason I'm here is I think that there's an opportunity to just increase transparency in what investors are thinking when they see pitches. I know for us, we schedule 60 minute pitches and it's 20 minutes of uninterrupted pitch time, 40 minutes of Q&A. And those Q&A sessions could go four hours easy where there's, there's so much good content experience, back and forth dialogue that can be had to just make companies really sharp. So when you, when you share this idea, really, my hope is that we can get some good content out there that helps entrepreneurs hit those milestones quicker and help investors really discern out the, uh, the best businesses to put their capital to work towards. Awesome. Ben, tell us a little bit about your background, Vision Tech, and what you're hoping to get out of this. Thank you. Why did I have to follow him? I know, right? Was that, <laughs> was that not crazy impressive? <laughs> Uh, no, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I started at Vision Tech in 2006. I've been there seven years and it's been a crazy ride. I, uh, I met Oscar Morales through Venture Club of Indiana and he had sold his company for $130 million to Brooks Automation in late 2015. I asked him how life was because I didn't know anybody that sold their company for $130 million. And he said, it's great. You know, I just went to Spain, had a great time there. We got a Tesla, I put everything on it. I'm going to Southeast Asia with one of my investors that I returned money to. He said that if I got his money back and a multiple, that we would we would kind of see that part of the world. So I'm listening to him tell me all of stories of travel and, and purchases. And I think to myself, well, gosh, he's paying attention to Vision Tech. So I asked. And he said, Well, we're hiring our first executive director. You have any interest? You know, in my mind, I didn't I think I had a decent poker face at that time. I've lost it now. But, uh, you know, I'm doing backflips in my mind that this is uh, just an amazing opportunity to get into entrepreneurship and came to terms. He left for uh, Southeast Asia September 7th, and I started September 8th. I think the funny part there was we had three companies that we were collecting money for. 
did a big press release that I was the new executive director. So I had three CEOs knocking on my door saying, I, I want my money. And I'd never seen a subscription document. Everything happened so fast that I wasn't actually a signer on the bank account. <laughs> so I, I couldn't wire anything. <laughs> and, you know, Oscar's out of town for, you know, three weeks or so. And, and luckily, Tony was there, Tony <laughs> Petrucciani, one of the other partners, awesome guy. And uh, <laughs> needless, needless to say, our legal bill is a little bit more expensive that month. But we got through it. So I run Vision Tech. We look at maybe 400 deals a year. We're geographically agnostic. So deals in anywhere from Seattle to San Francisco to New York or Philadelphia to Indiana. I think about half of our deals are done in in the uh, state of Indiana and half outside. And then we do B2B SaaS, hard tech, and life science opportunities. That split is like a 40-40-20-ish, maybe 45-45-10 in terms of life science and B2B SaaS, and then the balance is hard tech. We have a lot of investors that have knowledge in the life science area, and B2B SaaS just moves pretty quick when you strike when the iron's hot. So we've got a decent process that we put through these companies. We have a screening process where those 400 get whittled down to maybe 30 in a, in a month-ish. And we do a screening meeting once a month where we do six back-to-back pitch presentations. Those sessions are 30 minutes we're testing for oxygen, aspirin, jewelry. We'll probably get into that a little bit later. Market size, feasibility of the round, ability to accomplish milestones. And we force rank everything on a scale of one to 10. And whoever's got the best score gets to advance into the pitch to the rest of our network. And then in the, in the rest of the network, after that pitch, the, that one company has a survey created for them where I'm asking investors about all the things that I mentioned before, but also... What's the dollar amount that you would put in? What's the confidence that you'd put it in? You know, so if I'm I'm in for ten thousand dollars, I'd give it a fifty percent confidence. It's how how excited I am about it. I would count five thousand towards a goal of a hundred thousand dollar hurdle before we would get into due diligence. And then in due diligence, we like to talk to board members, talk to customers, get to know the founders. We're never really giving enough money to run the day to day. And in fact, I don't want to because our business model wouldn't scale if I was running day to day. Really, the purpose of due diligence is determining if this is a fantasy that we want to believe and getting to a point where you can trust CEO to do the right thing when nobody else is looking over his or her shoulder. If you can trust somebody and have conviction over the problem they're solving, then there's there's excitement on the angel side. And then there's a little bit more excitement too on the angel side if we can pay it forward and share experiences or mistakes that have been made in the past uh, that could be prevented on a go-forward basis. So coachability is another big thing. But I think we've got maybe $27 million in AUM. I think we're right around 49 companies that are still active right now. I want to say that we've had a total of 65 companies that we've made investments into, taking checks from about uh, 213 investors. So very active. Been around since 2009. So that's that's Vision Tech. So I'll go last in order of history of the company as well as assets under man- management. <laughs> uh, Mike Kelly, I'm the one of the co-founders of Start Something Ventures. We're the newest angel investment group here in town. And for me, the idea behind this podcast was really to create a resource for our investors, who many of which are first-time angel investors, to help educate them on how investors look at deals, what they should be thinking of, the types of things to take into consideration. And then, but the ancillary bonus effect there is that as a founder, you can also get some really good insights into 
how investors are thinking about deals, what they should be taking into consideration, what they should be looking at, which I actually think as a founder who runs companies myself, it's easy for the founder to also, been, I can't remember quite how you said it, if, for them to believe the myth, the fairy tale, right? It's easy for founders to do that too, mm-hmm. right? So it's this is there's good discipline here to also be able to step back and say, is this really the best thing I should be spending my time on? Should I really be pouring everything into this business? Mm-hmm. And there's lots of founders I talk to where they never ask that, right? They have lots of gifts. They could do yeah. lots of things, yeah. right? So, so anyway, that, that's a little bit of the why. For Start Something Ventures, we started in 2020. My partner, Michael Klorn, and I, during COVID, started doing some angel more angel investing together. We had a small, friend, literally friends and family kind of list that we would syndicate it to. And then more and more people kept asking to get on that list. And that list is now just under 200 people. I just looked at this. I think it's 111 of them have invested over the last three years, just under 4 million in assets under management across 30 some deals. I don't know the real number there. I think it may be 33. We've only had one exit and thank goodness it was a good exit. Uh, (laughs) I'm sure we will have bad exits, but we haven't had any of those yet. We're only three years old. They are coming. The one you like to rub my nose in as well. Yeah, the one I like to rub rub my nose in. He had short-term capital gains on it. I had (laughs) short-term capital gains, yes. the, the one that, or, or sorry, we tend to focus on B2B SaaS as well, as many people in this town do. But we also do crazy stuff because it's a friends and family list. So we've also done a whiskey investment. Uh, we've also done a real estate investment. And we will continue to look at non-standard things as well. But, but 95% of what we've done is B2B SaaS. Tend to have a focus on healthcare, not on purpose. That's partly because of the market that we're in. Partly because two of our partners, Bob Carlson, Bob Cummings, have deep, deep healthcare experience. So they bring a lot of that deal flow and it's just easier for us to look at deals there. We know nothing about life science. Anytime I get one of those, I tag Ben in to, to help me out there. And uh, yeah, so, so that's us. Our process is a little bit different than everybody else's here. We're fast followers. We're never going to lead around. Um, we're always going to be a smaller check. Our typical check for us is going to be 50 to 150K at, at, as an example. Because again, we're activating a lot of first-time investors. Our diligence process is a lot lighter. It's typically the investment committee for SSV deciding they want to make the investment. That's done through a screening call. And then if you make it through screening, you're, you're going to come in and pitch the, the IC. If the IC says we want to move forward, then we syndicate it out to the investors. We do that purely through email. There's no video. There's no formal pitch. There's none of that out to our investors. They make the decision based on the email and the other documents that we attach to that from a diligence perspective. And then we fund shortly thereafter. In a lot of ways, we're piggybacking off of the diligence of the two of you in a lot of deals, where if we see that Elevate's already done diligence or Vision Tech or maybe one of the other groups in town, but it's normally the two of you, that makes it easy for us because if there was a problem there, you probably would have caught it. And if you guys haven't done it, then we'll do what I call a poor man's diligence, where we'll look for the most obvious gotchas, like these aren't redeemable shares. These aren't, you know, like all the, the weird things that you have to run. And I'm sure we're over the course of these episodes, we'll talk a lot more about those things. But we're not, I think both of you call customer references. Both mm-hmm. of you will do background check. We don't do any of that stuff, right? But because we're not structured that way. So appreciate you guys listening in. We've got our first episode coming up soon and uh, look forward to carrying on the conversation. 
Just a quick reminder, the information provided on the show is not intended to be investment advice and should not be relied upon as such. The investors on today's episode are providing their opinions based on their own assessment of the businesses or topics presented. Those opinions should not be considered professional investment advice. If a startup pitched as a part of this episode, it is for informational purposes only and is neither an offer to purchase nor a solicitation of an offer to sell, subscribe for, or buy any securities. Thanks so much. Thanks so much.